What's up, outliers? I'm back. <laughs> Been a minute. Uh, a few changes have happened since you heard from me last. Um, but I'm not here to talk or dwell on that. Um, I'm here to share some of the most beautiful things that have happened to me within the last two weeks. And um, I wasn't planning on doing this <laughs> at all. Um, I'm literally sitting in the middle of an empty room with literally no furniture, just me, my microphone, computer, headphones, and a little notepad. And like I said, I was not planning on doing this. As you'll notice, there's probably not even going to be an intro on this. Uh, but you know what? Here I am. Doesn't even matter. But first, thank you for being here and for listening and for listening before whenever we were recording more often. Um, I appreciate you so much. And just bear with me through this. Hopefully it won't be all over the place, but where do I even begin? Um, I have felt as though that my mental health has just been deteriorating. Um, and it's crazy, you know, like I'm in a, a clinical mental health counseling master's program. And it's like, I haven't even been able to help myself yet. I'm, I'm here sitting and helping you know, quote, helping these people in front of me, which I am, I am, but it's this weird thing when it's like, why, like, why can't I like figure this out myself? Um, and it just got, it just was getting really bad, like to the point where like suicide kept popping up in my head, but like as an intrusive thought, um, because as a lot of you know, based on the one episode that I still have uploaded, um, my closest friend, one of my closest friends, my freshman year of high school took her own life. And it was someone that you just wouldn't expect, you know? And so that in a way has, that keeps me sane I guess you could say because I know how badly it hurts to be the one that's still here um so I would never and I've always felt that way you know it's just been the like so that's why when these thoughts kept popping in my head it, they scared the shit out of me I'm like okay um I'm just stressed <laughs> I'm gonna ignore it I'm gonna ignore it but I couldn't because it's scary. And I just realized that the ways that I was coping just weren't working anymore. And, but it, when you get to that point, it's like, and you've exhausted your resources or you don't feel like you can be honest with the people around you because the stigma, I mean, here I am trying to break the stigma and I'm still affected by the stigma where the, some of the things in my head was like, yeah, I could probably seek some professional help right now, but I'm not going to, 
because I don't even know how to ask for help. And that's just the point I was at. I have a lot of people in my life have just like disappeared. And that's made it really hard too. Um, and so there's a point to all this, I promise. I just, I want to put you guys where I've been to really understand the impact of where I am now. So, like I said, like my mental health was just deteriorating. No trust anywhere. Just no one, not even with my fiance. Like just this constant pervasive fear of everything falling apart to the point where I was like creating my own chaos because then at least I could have control of the chaos, which sounds crazy. But when you really think about some things and take a step back and you realize what's happening, a lot of it doesn't have to be happening. Um, so much anxiety is keeping me from doing things that I know the inner child in me would love. And I just, I wasn't, I wasn't even acknowledging myself. And I was just angry at everything and suspicious of everyone and everything. I mean, it just felt like everything was falling apart. Like I had no safe place, even in my own mind. I didn't even have that anymore. And it got scary. So I start working. So I'm in a, like I said, the master's program for clinical mental health counseling, and I'm interning some at a faith-based nonprofit organization called Hugs, Heads Up Guidance Services. And it was like, probably like the second day I was in there. And David works at the front, same as David. And he just started talking about God and what he had got from the sermon the week before. And I'm like, he just starts talking, right? And he starts talking about like relationships and everything he was saying hit the nail on the head for what I was experiencing that morning with Charlie, my fiance. And it was so bad that morning that I almost called hugs and the school and just quit. Cause I was like, I can't do this. I don't have a support system. I don't even have my own mind. I can't do this. And then I show up and David starts saying all that stuff. I'm like, this is insane. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be here. And that was also the day that I was getting my first client. So of course there was a lot of anxiety around it. And I'm sure that had everything to do with the way I was being that morning. And, and really like, you know, the saying, it's like, it's not you, it's me. Like <laughs> it, that's actually 100% true in this situation. Like I, I've always created my own chaos subconsciously and 
So anyway, I go there, David starts talking about that. And then he tells me, he's like, yeah, I'm at Hope City, this new church. And as some of you might know, I was raised Catholic, devout Catholic. Um, and I have strayed away, not because of the church, but from my own issues of just being angry, fearing intimacy, being scared. I don't even know why, but it's all just, it's always just kind of freaked me out. And I really, I wasn't ready to fully commit because I was scared that I was going to lose myself and lose my friends. But hey, that happened anyway, <laughs> you know? So he says something about Hope City. And I just can't get it out of my mind. I cannot get it out of my mind. So finally I tell my fiance, I was like, Hey, I think we need to go to this church. Like, I don't know. We just, something's got to give. We go and I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous to go. I don't even know why. And we show up and it's the most welcoming group of people I just I was blown away um I was just blown away I don't know and it's also very different than the church that I was raised in you know like I put my phone on silent when we were walking in you know this <laughs> Catholic church is very quiet and okay oh, there's loud music playing like lights and cameras and I was like, okay, <laughs> like, this is cool. And you, it was cool. I mean, cool is the only word I can come up with because all these people are just so confident in who they are and what they're doing. And that's cool to me. Um, and they were just so welcoming with it too. So the pastor starts talking and, well, first this guy comes up, Pastor Nick. And I don't know how old he is, but he's got to still be in his twenties or something, if not early thirties, but just, I mean it in like a super relatable sense of like, he got on the stage and I felt like God was putting words in him for me and I just lost it. I mean, I just couldn't stop crying just all of the loneliness I've felt and guilt and anger and shame and mistrust. It was like all of it was seen without even having to say anything. And he was saying, you know, like you've been living your own way up to this point and it's is is it working for you you know and i it's just the first example i got of i'm supposed to be here and i'm overwhelmed right now with because there's no words to explain what it feels like to welcome in 
our creator in the sense of you're not alone and that he knows the ins and outs of every single thing you could possibly even think of or have done or have thought of or will think of or like he knows it all already and all he wants is to make your life better through him and I've had this whole misunderstanding of who God is and like creating a relationship through Jesus because Jesus was human and he knows what it's like to suffer and I never really made that connection you know um like he knows what it's like to suffer and I've kind of been feeling like I'm not comparing myself to Jesus right now in any shape or form. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to Paul. Okay. Let me preface with this. Actually, I have never been a Bible reader. Like I said, I was raised Catholic, super devout, but like, I never read the Bible. I just showed up, did my thing and left. And one of the first things in the I've only been to Hope City twice and the past two and a half weeks are my life has been completely changed. Um, and they were talking about, I totally just lost my train of thought, but I don't think I was supposed to talk about that. <laughs> like stay on point, Aaron. Okay. So I go to church this first time and I come home and I'm praying out loud. God, why am I so scared? why am I so scared? Like, cause I, I was, I am like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like fear of intimacy, fear of trusting the unknown. And I mean, I was like sitting on the floor, just crying, saying that out loud. And all of a sudden I hear God's voice in the most gentle way. I was like, God, why am I so scared? And he like politely interrupted me and said, because you don't know me. And I've never, like, I've never had an experience like this, like, nor was I even thinking he was going to respond. And then he did like right there. And I know I sound crazy, but it's real. And like, everything just came over me and I was like, oh my gosh. He's right. Like, that's why I'm scared because I don't, I haven't even read what he has given us to help me, but yet he's still so kind and gracious enough to still be here for me and welcome me with open arms. I mean, that's who he is. And so that's just the first thing I was like, wow. Okay. That, that was kind of scary. <laughs> um, but okay. Okay. But I wasn't scared though. Like I wasn't scared. I, what it, it, it startled me because I wasn't expecting it, but I wasn't scared. It made me, I stopped crying actually. And I was like at peace and I just, that's the first thing. Um, it was like, Two days later, I started crying again. 
looking in the mirror at myself, just saying out loud, like, God, you know, take anyone in my life that isn't supposed to be here. That's, and I don't mean like kill them, God, (laughs) that's not what I mean. I mean, like just the people in my life that maybe are keeping me somewhere where I shouldn't or causing harm or that I can't see, you know, obviously like I I was gonna say I have blind spots, but I've felt like I'm just blind to be completely honest. Like there's no blind spots. It's I'm just blind. And then all of a sudden everything just started changing that afternoon our roommate walked out of their room and said, Hey, like I'm, I'm moving back home. And I was like, Whoa. Okay. Um, I didn't really want it to be him, but okay. Um, all right. Like that's, that's another thing. We kind of build these wants in our own minds of what is more comfortable for us or what's easier for us, what doesn't hurt so bad. And those kind of, those things can, we, we have to let go of that and trust, but it's like, Hey, well, I have trust issues. So this is kind of hard every direction I turn (laughs) and that's how it feels. And that's why I haven't gone this route in my life because I've had things that I knew what the outcome would be, you know, like I could text my, my plug and receive exactly what I'm asking for. And I also know the outcome of what I'm doing, you know, like that's, that's been my methodology of coping and because it's comfortable for me, it's known. And all of this is unknown. And it's like, and you're telling me to just change everything about my life. And it's like, but the thing is, y'all, I don't even feel like I'm changing anything. I feel like he's changing me. It's easier than it even seems. I mean, like I have asked him, God, take that, these thoughts and these wishes. I don't even want to be like that anymore. And he did it. And y'all, like these are things that I have hated about myself, hated about myself for so long. And I just give it to him and it changes when I've been trying to change it myself for years. I mean, you just can't deny it. You, You can't deny it. And it's, he's just making himself so obvious to me that I can't help, but want the same for whoever's listening. And the thing is, is like, he doesn't want us to lose who we are because I, I, I promise you that where you are right now, it's probably more lost than you've ever been. And when you come to him, he helps you get back to who you are and who you were supposed to be. Like I had it flipped in my head this whole time that I was going to lose myself if I went to him and it's the opposite. Like he's helping with my social anxiety He's, I'm not relying on smoking, which if you know me anytime within the past seven years, I was probably high during that conversation. 
It's like, no, Aaron, I saw you every morning. Yeah, I was probably high. <laughs> but we were in class. Yeah, I was probably high. Like, I'm not kidding. I mean, constant. And I've tried so many times to stop. Um, and it's not even like stopping um, forever. Like, that's not even what I'm saying. Y'all don't even, maybe you get a little sliver of the extent that it was now that I've explained it, but um, just no self-control with it, like suppressing all my emotions. I don't want to think about anything. And because there's a lot of stuff inside me that I've, I need to process that I just choose not to because it hurts. And, but the thing is, is I was missing out on a lot that would have made it better um, and easier for me. And I was just suppressing it all because I was just scared of the judgment that would come from God when I faced him. And that's so crazy because it's like, Aaron, he literally already knows everything you've done and everything you will do. And you're still scared. That's irrational. Like that's crazy. It doesn't even make sense. And so after he just started showing himself to me like that, I was like, wow, this is, this is, this is a game changer. I'm sold. Sign me up. I'm here. So then we go the next week. Now our roommate's gone. And which like, which did suck because like being alone in a house, like even if the person's like in the room with their door closed, you're like, yeah, I'm not alone. And I realized how much I've always thought that like, I need to be with someone physically. Someone has to physically be within my space for me to not be alone. And that's just not true. Like we're never alone. And man, how many times could I have used that when I was laying in my bed, crying in the dark, you know, like I wasn't alone. I would never have been alone. And I felt so alone to the point where it's like questioning, what am I even doing? And it's like, God is just screaming at you. Like, I'm right here. Like, I'm here. And that's what he's been showing me. And I want to use myself as an example for you. Because it, I promise you, like, this life is easier because anxiety goes away. The, the overwhelming feeling of having to make decisions on your own goes away. Not, not knowing what your future holds, you realize it's okay because you're gonna be steered in the right direction. I mean, I've struggled with anxiety and social anxiety and depression, the anxiety my whole life depression really high school on and it's it's being lifted and y'all like i i can't even explain it other than some of these things that he has showed me